Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day three with Dr. Rick Barker from the Midland, Michigan area now, formerly from the Tampa, Florida area, and, and now field ministries coordinator for Dr. Mark T. Barclay Ministries. And oh, what an amazing ministry that's blessed so many pastors and ministers out there. I'm so blessed to be part of the ministry. It's just incredible when, you know, God plugs you into the right place and he's not wanting us to be out there on an island doing everything by ourselves, right? right. And we can encourage one another. It's such a blessing to be part of of a good ministry. So I know, Dr. Rick, you were talking about discipleship today, so I'm excited to hear from you. Yeah, it's interesting you use the term no man is an island. You know, when it comes to, to discipleship, oftentimes people are not interconnected and interrelated within the the body of Christ and they're not fulfilling the most important aspect of the Great Commission. They might be winning the loss, but they're not making disciples. You know, in Proverbs 18, 1, it says that a man who isolates himself seeks his own desires. Well, that word desire stood out to me one day and I decided to dig down into the root, 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 root of the Hebrew. (laughs) And it literally means that word starts at its root as the word destruction. Wow. So the one who isolates himself seeks his own destruction. It goes on, it says he rages against all wise judgment. And think about the greatest safety net that God created is called discipleship. Mm. Because it means that none of us are ever alone. We never cease to be disciples, no matter whether we're called to the fivefold ministry as an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist, or we've just been called in the body of Christ as the ministry of helps, there is nowhere in Scripture that allows for isolation. And yet, by observation of 25 years of pastoring, it's one of the greatest omissions in the church. Mm-hmm. It's coming close and rivaling now with the assembling of ourselves together post-COVID. Yeah. where people are more comfortable watching a service on a, the screen of their smartphone or tablet or computer and would just rather sit at home in their pajamas. But that's not what God has commanded us. No, sir. We've been commanded to assemble. We've commanded to make disciples. And, and it really has to be a lifestyle. Now, I'll tell you that the churches that are connected with Dr. Barclay are some of the few that I've witnessed that there's a hunger and there's a desire uh, not only to win the loss, but to make disciples. Wow. But we're talking about a small number within the whole scope of the body of Christ that, listen, getting born again doesn't have as, a, as its end game and end goal that you make heaven, but how many are you going to take with you? Oh, come on. How many are going to... You know, we we talked earlier about me becoming born again at four years of age a few days back. And, you know, I was a good John 3.16 Baptist Christian, Mm -hmm. you know. And the Baptist gave me a good root of salvation, but I didn't get much beyond that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in a teaching environment like God brought me into so many years later. Where I learned more and grew more under a teaching ministry. And then I I really connected with the importance of discipleship because the reality is, is that God didn't call the church to hire out everybody who cares for everybody, but to make disciples because it's all of our responsibility. It's the body having the same care one for another. 
It's each part doing its share. There's an intradependence that should be existent in every church. Wow. Uh, you know, I always use the illustration of the, the cogs on a wheel and a clock. Mm-hmm. If one of those tooths on that cog is missing, it's out of time. Yep. And it's the same way in the church. When discipleship is a missing cog on the wheel, we're out of time. Wow. When you have a strong hunger for evangelism like God put on my heart, you know, you just want people to come to Jesus. But you can you can leave out the discipleship part and try and, and, and sometimes we think we just plug them into a church. Well, they don't know the pastor yet. Right. They know you. Yes. And we leave that piece out of encouraging them and, and getting them in the church in the first place. And what, you know, you might feel like you're corrected a lot at the beginning because you're just a baby in the Lord. You, know, you have that relationship. And I really appreciate you saying that because I know for a number of years of my ministry, I was so focused on the evangelism part of it. And the discipleship was a very minor piece. Right. So I really appreciate you sharing today. Continue on. And that, you know, I think part of that is the emphasis has been that churches have allowed discipleship to become a program rather than a lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so there's, there's shared responsibility, certainly. Certainly it's our personal responsibility to dig into Scripture and find out what discipleship is. Mm-hmm. But it's also equally the responsibility of the local pastors and the local churches to be sure that it is not program-oriented. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with having discipleship classes, but if that is your only form of, of discipleship, you're only going to get about a 10% result. Mm-hmm. Whereas relationally, you, you pointed it out, because you know this person who needs to be discipled, they're going to receive a lot more from you. It's not that that they can't have respect for the pastor and Everybody better have respect yes. for the pastor, yeah. but that pastor doesn't have enough time to disciple yeah. everybody. He's called as a part of the fivefold to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So his role is to shepherd the sheep and to equip the saints at the pastoral level. Yeah. Nowhere in there does that mean he disciples everybody. Yeah. And that's one of the things about Dr. Barkley's ministry. I admire so many things about Dr. Barkley's ministry. Probably number one is I love the name of the Righteous Preacher Network because that's so missing in our churches where we, and we get these guys making a lot of money on TV, but Jesus come back for a clean church, right? Yes. But then the discipleship part, Doc, it will teach you, you need to be helping people help. It's it's not the pastor's job. Okay, here's everybody and dump them on the front door and then you take off, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Discipleship is relational. You, You teach them what you know. And you learn and grow along the way. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know it all. You don't need a degree. Listen, I'm a theologian's theologian. I've got a doctorate in theology. But we have to break the gospel and discipleship down to, to those bite-sized pieces that people can assimilate mm-hmm. and it become a part of them. Honor for their pastor and, and honor for the local church and honor for holy things and clean living and integrity truth, righteousness. Those are things that we don't have enough time in a pulpit to fully teach and expound upon. We've got to make it personal, that it's relational, and that we invest our lives in the people that we bring to Christ. Because without it, we have a leadership vacuum, and then we wonder why things don't go on successively. Because without discipleship, we lose leadership. Yeah. Amen. 
Well, you know, it's so interesting, too, in, in how we continue to grow in the Lord. You know, none of us has arrived. Oh, I'm super Christian now, you know. And, and just in the last few years, the Lord has really showed me how a couple people that I've had an opportunity to help lead to the Lord, that the Holy Spirit prompted me says, one of the reasons I did that, because I want them in your church, yeah. under your pastor's ministry. Yeah. And guess what? If you invite them with some conviction, they come. Yes. If you, well, you might want to show up sometime. Maybe, maybe, possibly, maybe. Could you maybe think about coming? Maybe. That's not going to probably draw too many people to your church, right? But, And that's the power here from the Holy Ghost, too. When you're prompted, you can speak with that boldness, right? Yes. That I believe God not only wanted me to help to lead you to the Lord, but to bring you to our church so you can get fed because you got to grow up. Amen. Right? A lot of people, they, they're out there floundering around in their diapers and their binkies, right? And we just left them out in the parking lot to hope you make it, you know? Right. So. Well, it's been a blessing, Dr. Rick. If you would go ahead and pray for our listeners. Absolutely. Father, we just thank you that people catch the spirit of discipleship, Lord yes. God. And that we not only win the loss, but we make disciples of all nations, Lord God, yes. so that every part and every place in the body of Christ and in the local church is filled with strong, Holy Ghost-filled believers, Lord God, who are passionate for you. And we just thank you and we praise you for your work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you want to reach Dr. Rick Barker, you can do so at rickbarker at mbmmail.com from markbarclayministriesmail.com. It's been a, a blessing. We love you all, folks. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today and help disciple the ones you have led to Jesus. Amen. And remember that Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.